Welcome back to episode 22 of the Defending Magic Podcast. I'm your host, John Patrick Wilson, and as always, this show is part of the Hook CMEC network of content. That is the Hook Creative Media and Entertainment Company. Make sure to go check out Hook at hookcmec.com, and you can also find them on most of the major social media platforms. And uh, make sure to go give the Defending Magic Instagram page a follow at Defending Magic. So, for security and safety news in the industry, a fire broke out earlier this past week at Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, The fire happened overnight and occurred near the Despicable Me Minion Mayhem attraction and a parking structure. Uh, Interestingly enough, the fire broke out exactly 13 years after another fire destroyed the King Kong attraction at Universal Hollywood, along with some other valuable assets belonging to the company. Uh, Obviously, the internet is taking that fact and running with it. Everything from, you know, conspiracy theories to curses. Regardless, Universal Studio has not come out with a statement or cause of the fire. Over in Orlando, uh, Orange County officials are lifting most of the remaining COVID-19 related restrictions, so keep an eye on the various parks in the area to continue to change their own guidelines. Speaking of COVID-related news, SeaWorld and Six Flags in Texas announced that they would be dropping mask or face covering requirements for fully vaccinated employees, which is an interesting development, and I'm interested to see like really how that plays out. And the reason I say that is, if you make that announcement, you are kind of exposing employees' health information in a way. You know, like if you see an employee wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, the general public knows then whether they're vaccinated or not vaccinated. Um, I mean, it's, I guess, good for business if you see all the employees without masks on. That means you kind of know that they're all vaccinated. So you'd think the general consumer might feel more comfortable there. But you are also kind of making their health backgrounds public information. So it is really interesting. To, it will be really interesting to see how that kind of plays out uh, going forward. Speaking of Orlando Parks, a group of guests at Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World were in an altercation that forced security to intervene and escort them from the park this past Sunday. Uh, This is based on several social media posts and some articles that have come out about it. The escort from property went as smooth as these things can be, uh, and the incident was quickly handled by Disney cast members. On the sports entertainment side of the industry, an unfortunate incident occurred in Tampa with their security team uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So basically, uh, the Lightning and the Panthers were playing last early last week, uh, a child fan, a fan is a child, I should say, and their parent were at the game, right? They're Panthers fans. And I think it was just the kid was wearing like a Panthers jersey or something like that. And security and like air, like maybe an arena rep or something basically approached them and said, you know, they have a policy that you can only wear Tampa stuff at the game and threatened to kick them out or have, you know, have law enforcement escort them out if they didn't change into you know, their apparel. Uh, it's a really ugly video, the whole thing, how it plays out. It went a bit viral on the internet shortly thereafter, and the arena and team has since announced that they will no longer be using that policy. Uh, from a branding perspective, I understand the policy, kind of, but from a brand reputation standpoint, it does not really make sense to me as the negative PR that you get from something like this. Uh, it just it far outweighs like what you're trying to do with your brand inside the building. So remember, insecurity, just because there is a policy available to enforce, does not mean you should blindly enforce it. Be cognizant of reality in making decisions to act on a policy. And remember to think about the big picture. 
here. But moving on, as the parks nationwide begin to open up, we are starting to see more and more security roles opening up. So if you're interested in getting your foot in the door, either with physical security or at you know that corporate level, there are more and more openings popping up. It seems like daily. So get, you know, get going, start checking out those websites. Now, speaking of careers in security, uh, I recently had time to kind of reflect on some of my own experiences in the field, good, bad, and indifferent. And it got me thinking of you know, what I feel are some of the more important traits or skills for security, at least at the corporate level. One thing that I think personally is so important is having a dynamic range of skills and knowledge, plus a willingness to engage in things outside your official role. In global security, and it, you know, it's also true in like regular physical security on the operation side of things. We have metaphorical fires, or sometimes real ones, Um, but really hot events will occur that your business stakeholders will demand answers and potential ways forward coming in ways of recommendations or guidance that sometimes your team is tasked with providing. Most of the time, these types of events require an all-hands-on-deck approach, and even at the corporate level, expect to have your ideal 9-to-5 schedule tossed aside as the need arises. And do not expect that just because you work as an investigator or in executive protection, for instance, that you will not be pulled into working on a cyber-related event uh, or looking at live geopolitical events. Obviously, from the executive protection side of things, a geopolitical event may directly be tied to your actual role. But what I'm trying to get across here is that when the hull of your ship is breached, don't expect just because you are an admiral or a lowly cook that you are going to have to, you know, that you're, you're going to be able to just coast by and just keep doing your job. You're going to be tasked with helping to mitigate the damage from that breach. That being said, there are kind of two approaches in security. There are, you know, kind of like subject matter experts, people who are truly an expert at, you know, their specific field. This could be for, you know, for instance, they have a subject matter expertise in political affairs in the Near East. Uh, subject matter experts are invaluable to your team, don't get me wrong, but not necessarily in times of an active hot event or crisis. That brings us to the other approach. Someone who has a solid grasp of all the areas of global security, someone who can jump into events with a basic grasp of the principles behind that subfield within global security and be able to quickly adapt based on their fundamental understanding of the issue at hand. Call it you know, call it a boxer or a high-level jiu-jitsu practitioner versus a mixed martial artist. I know sports metaphors and business are exhausting, but it is true. Both approaches are valid and both have a place in the field, but I think it's really important to have that well-rounded background in the field. Um, I think it's more important and more applicable to more professionals than necessarily trying to be a subject matter expert uh, for the general individual, unless like that's your like total background, like you grew up in Jordan and then, yeah, okay. okay, And you went to school out there and you got master's degrees in political, you know, political science out there or whatever, like then, yeah, of course, uh, run down that subject matter expert kind of career path. But I think to most individuals, it's probably better to try to get that general background. So for anyone looking to get into the field, consider this and consider who you are and what skills you naturally have. We can all learn things, obviously, but some people are going to be better suited to approach the work from either that subject matter expertise side of things or the general practitioner who can be tossed at really any issue to address them head on. It's funny, as I was reflecting on this myself, apparently others were as well. Uh, I recently read a news 
new article uh, from Security Magazine by James Blake titled Reimagine the Corporate Security Structure. Uh, in it, Blake calls for the need to restructure corporate security teams calling for a need to be more innovative, adaptable, and flexible. He also highlights the growing interconnectedness between cyber and physical security teams and the need to develop teams that can adapt quickly to match the evolving security and threat environment. While I'm not putting words in Blake's mouth, the, the growing threat environment that the, you know that he discusses security teams are operating in suggests the need for more security general knowledge for more and more members of the team. I do not think we will ever really move away from the need to have subject matter experts, but even they may need to evolve in a way where they are really good at one thing, but can still be tossed into you know the metaphorical or literal dumpster fires in any subfield of global security and be able to adapt quickly. You know, and part of that is mindset and not necessarily a skill or a specific trait, but as the risks facing our enterprises evolve, so must we as security professionals. But that's going to be it for this week. I kept it short. Uh, I think next year we're going to be back with some interviews coming up. Uh, as always, the Defending Magic podcast is brought to you by the McKenzie Travel Company. Any travel anywhere in the world that you want to go, let the McKenzie Travel Company help you plan your trip. You can visit them at mckenzietravelcompany.com. You can also call them at 407-708-3620. They're also on most of the major social media platforms. They're awesome. They're professional. Uh, I can't recommend them enough. Go check them out. As always, I'll have their information in the description of this podcast below. And once again, go check out the Defending Magic Instagram page at Defending Magic. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. I will talk to you next week.